Here I go, here I go, here I go again. Girls, what's my weakness? Men! Okay then, we are Hottest 100s and Thousands and we are taking control of your radio station. This is the podcast in which we discuss the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name is David James Young and I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, Spinderella. Men. Salt. Men. And Pepper. Men. I'm gonna be Peppa, yes. Fucking yeah, you did. Uh, you've probably yeah, picked up. Since Cinderella, that's that's so cool. The Deej. Yeah. yeah. He up. gets to cut it up one time. The Deej is the Deej. Oh my yeah. god. No, I'm the manager. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I'm sure you picked up what's about to happen at number 35. This is Salt and Pepper with Shoop. Hey, yeah, I wanna shoot, baby. Shoop. The bow-legged one. <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Damn, baby. That sounds sexy. Uh, here I go. Here I go. Here I go again, okay. girls. What's my weakness? Man. Okay, then chillin', chillin', mindin' my business. Word. You saw that I looked around and I couldn't believe this. I swear, I stand. My niece, my witness. The brother had it going over something kind of uh, wicked, wicked. Had to kick it. I'm not shy, so I asked for the ditches. I hope no. Don't make me see what I want, slip, slide to it, whip me. Felt it in my hip, so I dip back to my bag of tricks. Then I flip for a tip, made me want to do tricks. So I'm lick them like a lollipop should be lit. Came to my senses and I chill for a bit. Don't know how you do the voodoo that you do so well. It's a spell, hell, makes me want to shoot, 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 shoot. I wanna thank your mother for a butt like that. Can I get some fries with that shake, shake, booby? If looks could kill you, would be an easy or a shotgun bang. What's up with that thing? I wanna know how does it hang? Straight up, wait up, hold up, Mr. Lover. Like Prince said, you're a sexy mother. Well, I'm Salt and Pepper at number 35 with Shoop. We're gonna throw this one to Mac because you are the uh, overlord of hip hop. <laughs> yes. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you are yeah. you are regarded as one of the uh, pioneering uh, female DJs. Yes, and uh, yeah, we re- really respect your work for that. So, uh, yeah, tell us uh, your relationship with this song. This is just a fantastic song, there's, isn't it? There's yeah. so 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 much to love. It's like any, I guess, like like any. Uh, Upper middle class white male. I love salt and pepper singles, <laughs> <laughs> and this is no exception. It's fantastic. I love it. It's one of, I guess, my favourite salt and pepper singles. Um, I love it an awful lot. The there's a big, call, there's, there's a big huge. I, yeah, I know, but there's no wrong answer there. Is no, there isn't. There, there right, isn't. The honestly, like that starting, just that here I go, here I go. I, when it comes on, I'm just so psyched. I, I <laughs> yeah. love it so much. Just stage it's, Yeah, it's it's brilliant. Um, <laughs> As rappers, Salt and Pepper are both brilliant. They yeah. actually have really sublime flow, I think. Yeah. Oh, and totally. I am a huge sucker for any song sung from the point of view of a female that is highly sexual and objectifies men. There's something about it I think is taking it, like bringing it back in the same way that when queer, like a queer or punk band will use the word faggot, they're reclaiming that shit. I love that. Yes. I love that as well. And this, like, the, like obviously, I guess the trope codifying my mind, Missy Elliott's Work It. 
and need a glass of water. Yeah, great, vulgarly sexual, and all the more powerful because it's a woman doing it, and it's taking some of that back. And so this, yeah. it's kind of in a way, a big precursor to that. It's totally talk, like looking for a man. This guy's in a three-piece suit, looking good. I want him, and it's sick. Well, the one that gets it for me, like right at the beginning. No, not you, you. Yeah, that's love just it. like yeah, bam, yeah. See, nailed I love it. it. Like, straight it's so away, like, yeah. before even the, the rap verse even begins. Yeah. Like you're in with yeah. that. It's and, sweet. But there's just so much to love about this. It's the it's like I'm passingly interested in hip hop, I guess at, at best. There are some albums that I particularly love, but this I guess works as a piece of very accessible pop music as well. But um, everything about this is a groovy, just a f- fucking juicy, fantastic song. I yeah, love it for yeah. sure. Adam, you can't actually like overstate how important Salt and Pepper were and are. What and, like what? It's, it, like. From the beginning, they were pioneers of the genre. Not not only like being female MCs in the genre, like put that aside. Like he, being a hip hop MC in mm. the genre, like from the beginning, like they had they had push it as as one of the, like standout early commercial hip hop successes mm. in the mainstream. Like they did that, and I think you've hit the nail right on the head, man. With like the the kind of the, the sexual politic stuff that they that they do, they do it incredibly yeah. well, and it's brilliant to have that voice within the genre at this point in time, at any point in time. Yeah. In in addition to it being an amazing track, it, it deals with a lot of R and B influences, which I normally like don't really like in hip hop at all. Like especially getting into the mid '90s stuff when the R and B starts to creep in a little bit more. Like I, it, it does turn me off a little bit, but here I think the the, the aesthetic that they're playing with. Works incredibly well. Man, great song. So psyched it's in the countdown. So psyched that it exists for so, right? so many yeah. reasons. Such an insanely fun song. I, I, I've i always... Yeah, I love the beat. I love the hook. Uh, the flow that just gets going between the two of them as they play... They begin to like start playing off one another's verses. I really, really love. Yeah, such a fun group. This is collectively a part of their big four yeah. singles. Mm-hmm. Throw them on back-to-back and... White guys are just gonna lose their goddamn yes. shit. You we know? do. We yeah, they really do. It's it. it they just they yeah. get our number. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's just something so camp and so joyous about these guys. They they went beyond being just just novelty. You know, these they they were the real deal. They lived and breathed this kind of music. I'm not sure if any of you guys have seen this, but there was a reality show a few years back detailing the reunion of Salt and Pepper. Uh, where they were looking at some of their big hits and attempting to change the lyrics because either Salt or Pepper was A, B, A, C. And uh, was just like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable singing this kind of stuff anymore. It's just like, oh, oh. really? Oh. So, For what reason? Uh, because they're born again Christian. Okay. That's what BAC stands for. I was, yeah, I was going to ask for next question. Yeah, so I'd be kind of interested to see them now and just to see uh, <laughs> Here I go, here I go, here I go again. Girls, much more meat to sin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, you make me want to shoot. Uh, what's your take on this song? It's great. It's great. Like it, exactly what we've all been talking about. We can wax yeah. lyrical about how like important it is for the genre. Like not just at that time, but now. Now, like if this came out now, it would be a big deal still. Yeah, it like, would. Yeah. Where are the contemporaries? This, yeah, it's kind exactly. of like what I what I am left asking. Like yeah, yeah, yeah Missy, Missy. Yeah, but sure. even then, like, she hasn't released an album in no, nine she years. Has not. Yeah. But Where yeah. are you, Missy? Come back! <laughs> Not only is it phenomenally important, it is like it is so good. It, it is, is so, so well crafted, like yeah. it, which just boggles the mind. Because at the end of the day, and the thing that 
I at least always remember it first and foremost being is just incredibly fun. Yeah. yeah. Like yep. every time I come to to most of Salt and Pepper stuff, but certainly this song, I'd be like, oh my god, this hilariously fun song. And I was, yeah. and I was like, oh no, no, it's really good. Yeah. And of course it's really important as well. Like, and then it's really fun. And, and, yeah. and yeah, and then it's really fun again. And it, it, it's it's incredible. Yeah. Whenever it comes on, I will always, always get into it and I'll always very, very, very widely sing along. <laughs> I just can't <laughs> help it. It's so infectious. It's so well done. <laughs> That's all for now. Spinderella caught it up one time. At number 34, this is US3 Cantaloupe. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we have something special down here at Birdland this evening. A recording for Blue Note Records. take on Cantaloupe? You know how like everyone's had a oh this song moment? Yeah. I, I've waited till now to have it but I fully when I put it you on got I went, it? oh this song. Ah. It, I, immediately I thought this I've probably heard this in a Guy Ritchie film and then I looked it up and I found that I hadn't heard it in a Guy Ritchie film and then I immediately thought why has this not been used in a Guy Ritchie film? Like, <laughs> that's exactly the kind of sound that it has. Like you need to pull a heist to this track. You need to pull mm. like a caper. I, I like think, that. I think it's awesome. I think the loop is sick. The Cantaloupe if you will. Um, I think what it's, what it's playing with, what it does really well, and you know what, like, as soon as someone started rapping in it, I expected to be like, ah, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna ruin the track, but it doesn't, to its credit, no. like, the, the flow's pretty solid, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty tight, um, I think it's just really, it's a, it's a jam, it's a totally. jam of a song. I think I, the reason the rap works as well as it does is because it's at the service of the rest of the music, and it's not trying to jump yeah. out in front in any way, I think, yeah. Yeah. So it could have really easily not worked at all if it had been, like, a really big you know, aggressive rap thing or anything like that, but it just, it fits so well. It's, it's like, oh, you just, you've taken the vibe yeah. perfectly. Yeah. And then it works. Yeah. The the loop um, is, when you say you may have heard it before, maybe you've heard the original, what it's based on. The sample is Herbie Hancock's Cantaloupe Island. Mm. That's I doubt the, it. I doubt, um, I doubt I would have that, heard that. It's exactly it though. That it's exactly... Oh. It's, can- it's Cantaloupe Island. Yeah. But it's not this song. It's not that. It's, it's just pretty much 
eight bars of Candlelight Violet and play it on repeat. <laughs> We're um, now hearing from the jazz yeah. side of things for <laughs> yeah. those of you yeah. playing yeah. at home. jazz, <laughs> I, I think the song works. It's very interesting. I think that it's really it's on Blue Note as the as it says at the start. Yeah, and, yeah. and that itself is a sample from, um, I believe, I think it's Wayne Shorter's debut album Live at mm. Birdland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that yeah, it's a Blue Note recording. It's uh, it was released uh, in this period. A bit of a lull for Blue Note records. They were clearly like jazz was not at the um, I guess after the sixties and the seventies, and then even I guess partly the 80s, then jazz kind of fell out of popular context, particularly in black youth. That's why so many artists, A, left Blue Note and started making more hip-hop-influenced stuff, say Miles Davis, or indeed Blue Note kept making out music that just wasn't selling that well. And they released this, a bit of a crossover, with, um, I guess, trying to capture some of their, I guess, what was for a long time their core audience of young black youths in America. And um, this song, I think, it does work. It's nice. I have a, probably a bigger soft spot for it than I otherwise would if I wasn't a huge Herbie Hancock fan. Um, but I do think it works very well. The rapping, I think, as you've said, it, it is at service to the music, so I'm yeah. going to like that. It's very it's very white, accessible rap, I think. It's very Will Smith. Like, <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with <laughs> that. <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with getting Wipe your beat when you yeah. come inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is, it's very fun and it's very good. Don't think I'm. I'm, I'm not going to look up us three again. Nah. But it's fine. And the best thing I think the best thing the song did for me was when I was done. I then went off and listened to Herbie Hipster, Herbie Hancock. And it's it's, 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 you nearly said Herbie Hipster. Did I? Oh, <laughs> it's an easy Freudian song. Slip. <laughs> but it's an easy song. The beat yeah. moves it along. The yeah. horns are fun. The loop yeah. is like you, you grab onto the loop really quickly. Yeah. Whether you're familiar with it or not. Yeah. And it, it works. Just, it just moves through the yeah. song so oh, it's, easily. Yeah, not like my perhaps I was being a bit harsher on the uh, the looping than I intended to be I do think it's an incredibly well done loop I yeah. really do you're just coming it. at it from a really different point of view because you know the original yeah. it's always going to be different because like this is my first intro into that music or if yeah. not it's the most prominent one yeah. that I have mm. so it's going to yeah. be it's going to be way different coming yeah, sure. for me but yeah mm. need to get some diamonds we get the diamonds I don't discover you did you get that is this a Guy Ritchie montage <laughs> I, can't, I can't get that out of my head totally this is groovy man like I think that it's it's a very old school sort of flow you yeah. know yeah. whereas whereas Salt and Pepper's flow uh, on the previous track is very modern uh, <laughs> well, uh, it was, it was. Oh, it's pretty old school now. Oh like. no, you, you, you get what I mean. I feel you, dog. Thanks, man. Appreciate the support. It's, it's a bit more laconic. It actually reminds me a little bit of Grandmaster Flash. You know, mm. just uh, yeah, okay. You know, yeah. it's got it's got the peaks and valleys. You know, it, it's 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 musical to an extent because it's good as opposed to you know what I mean yeah so it's got it's got more yeah ups and downs to it the beat is fantastic I guess probably a little dated now but I still think it's it's really really cool and it's got yeah a nice little funk to it and yeah I'm genuinely curious as to what happened to this guy because you know, this seemed to be huge, and then I nothing. You know, maybe this is all he had to give. Maybe, maybe this is just all he had. To That's several uh, years before the Backstreet Boys, though. So. Just kind of the <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe indeed. And number thirty-three, it's Pornos for Pyros with pets.
Jennifer Pyros at number 33 with Pets. Now, uh, for those of you playing at home, Porno for Pyros is the band that formed in the wake of the demise of Jane's Addiction. It features their lead vocalist, uh, Perry Farrell, and Stephen Perkins, uh, their drummer. They were a relatively short-lived band, mostly because Jane's Addiction then got back together again, and then they split up again, and then they got back together again, and then they split up again, and then they got back together again. And yeah, the Rachel and Ross of music. Yeah, they pretty much are. <laughs> Been no band with such will they, won't they drama as James Addiction, <laughs> but uh, I've 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 always followed that. And uh, as as this this is I guess a slightly more psychedelic and slightly more mellow uh, take on the uh, fast paced insanity that did come with a lot of great James Addiction songs. This is a lot more Jane says than uh, been caught stealing. Just to to put it in Jane's terms, it's a it's a very light, it's a very trippy and very easy listen. It's got uh, some lovely melodies and a catchy chorus. I, I like the people involved with this. Uh, the album is quite good. You know, it's it's definitely uh, it's it's no nothing shocking. But then again, in terms of Perry Farrell's discography, nothing is. <laughs> like few things will come close to how fucking great that record is. Uh, yeah, some some nice stuff going on here. Like I'm pretty I'm pretty cruisy in the in the hammock there. Just like whatever, man. Like this is fine. I'm not gonna like fully advocate for them being like the greatest or anything like that but I'm definitely not going to say oh this song fucking sucks is anyone else going to say this song fucking sucks because you're very welcome to it's not great okay I think it's great yeah yeah I think it's great alright well let's go with not great first I just think it's a bit nothing I don't know like when the guitar comes in halfway I'm like ooh this is alright but like it just I don't know not enough happens but it's like a demon all over again for you yeah maybe (laughs) a little bit like that but and I can't help but feel that the only reason it's in the countdown is because it's members of Jane's Addiction. Yeah, fair enough. And let's go to Great. Well, it was actually interesting that you say like it's only because of Jane's Addiction because like I think it was really divisive uh, from what I can tell from doing a little bit of research. Like some some Jane's Addiction fans were well and truly on top of this and saying like, yeah, it's great, it's good, we're getting getting more Farrell and whatever. Yeah, sure. Um, some other people just hated it. So it's interesting to see that it has made it up this mm. far. At least maybe in this country, like it was more one way than the other. Maybe. On that mm. one. Um, I think it's. I just. I just love how like unashamedly disaffected it is, and like cynical. Like, I, it, it, it pushes that so far, and it almost goes into characters to stage. But like, I kind of like that. You know, adults are all fucked up. You know, like that line. I think the idea is cool. Like, that. Like, like, and the idea of you know, like, yeah, man, the world sucks, and aliens are gonna come and make us into pets, and we'll be great pets. You just wait. You know, um, I, I kind of like the sentiment, and I like I like how chilled out it is. And man, the chorus is just so catchy, and the way right? it's delivered. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm on side already because I love I love the Jane's Addiction vocals, I love Farrell's vocals. Like, yeah, yeah, I, sure. I yeah, think they're really great. When his voice is at that moment where it's like kind of strained, it's yeah, just so it's incredible. So I love good. how it sounds, and that's I think that's what kind of saves this song is his vocal performance. So itself, it's okay. It Point of Pyro's reek of being the kind of band that you know was a side project or not you know that it <laughs> yeah. you know that it was nobody involves like not, main not, passion yeah, yeah main yeah. passion or maybe even main meal ticket at the time <laughs> like it's it's okay music it's fine but you know that it was never going to be like it's it's it, they're never going to break through a seven or something like that it's all right music but it's and like and like honestly welcome to Jane's Addiction I guess in a way I, I am more Jane says it's a masterpiece but this yeah, it's, it's fine and I, like again it's saved by it's saved from it's saved by Perry 
it, his voice is just right, amazing. If it wasn't him, it would be not yeah. nearly it's, as good. Yeah, it's groovy enough when the guitar solo comes in, that pedal-affected kind of sound. I'm always a bit of a sucker for in a mellow-sounding sure. song. But, yeah, it's so clearly nobody's first choice of anybody involves artistic output. Yeah, that's very much true. I think I would make a great pet, though. I think you would, too. Yeah, I'd, like, I respond well to positive reinforcement. Who's <laughs> yeah. um, a good boy? Who's yeah. a good boy? Like I don't, I don't make much of a mess. Adam's I'm a good boy. boy. Adam, Adam is a good boy. Good boy. That's good boy. so true. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, what a good boy am I? Oh, what a good boy am I? Super good boys. Super. I bet you a good voice. <laughs> uh, here, have a treat. Thanks, man. Number thirty-two in the nineteen ninety-three Otis one hundred. This is Pa with the song Jesse. That was poor with the song Jesse. Uh, Nathan? What is uh, going on in this song? Well, uh, I'm sure you'd like to explain it because uh, uh, for those of you playing at home, Nathan has got the lyrics up for us and uh, I think he's going to talk us through uh, exactly right what the fuck is going on I'm in just, this song. I'm just very exasperated. It's just like, hurt the dog, get the dog, grab the dog, and you're like, alright, cool, you know, I, I'm familiar with Nirvana and Pearl Jam. I, like, this yeah. kind of violent lyricism, you know, like, I understand these emotions in terms of songwriting scratch my ass scratch my ears scratch my head little niggle in the back of the head like is this actually talking about a dog no <laughs> obviously this is a metaphor for something and like yeah. emotions and grunge yeah okay cool uh, yeah. please play with me play with me play with me weird dog theme still going on but that's okay <laughs> I guess it's sort of about loneliness lots of grunge songs about loneliness sure. I can agree yeah cool chorus time oh but Jesse it's cold outside and I'm not coming home okay Sure, Jesse. Maybe Jesse's a woman. That you maybe know, Jesse's the dog. Dog. Well, if there was a dog, sure. Maybe Jesse would be the maybe dog. Jesse's maybe Jesse's the imaginary maybe. dog. It's cold outside, and I'm not coming home. I don't know where to be when the morning comes. It's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like it really is about this loneliness and feeling lost mm. or whatever. And Jesse, you're a good dog. There's a dog. Please don't follow me. Just go on home. It's about like it's actually just about the dog. <laughs> It's just about the dog. It's, it's just about the dog. The dog's not a metaphor. It's not. The it, dog it's is like dog. it's like it's like poor had experienced songwriting. 
And it was like, ah, oh, I understand how metaphors work. And then they forgot for it to be a metaphor. <laughs> like, it's just about the dog. Yeah. yeah. That's it. It's- yeah. But musically, could the song be more generic? Oh my god, no. it's, it's just like... It's just, we should write a grunge yeah. song about a dog. Oh, I have some really generic yeah. grunge grips. It just chug a chug chugs about- along to nothing. Oh. But the only part I think that is different to that, and I'm actually a little bit excited, is when that slide guitar kicks in at the yeah, end. Yeah, I was just And like, then, the huh? Wil- then the Wilco fan in me was just like, yes, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but we weren't. Well, Wilco no, we and Paul go hand in hand, to be fair. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, look, yeah. I... I don't think it's a coincidence that 1993 was also the year that we had Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh, it was! It was. But, but apparently Paul were hailed as the next Nirvana, and heaps of... There was like... Oh, there, Nirvana was still Paul? alive at yeah. this point! Yeah, but like... Yeah, anytime there is a successful band, record labels are trying to find the next... The next act, yeah, thing. sure. You know, as soon as Eminem happened, all the record labels were like, well, we need an Eminem. Apparently, heaps of record labels were bidding to get poor as their own Nirvana. That's so sweet. Isn't it? Because, because, I just, I just want to, like, make this clear. The song is just about the dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not... That's it's the, not... That's the... Yeah. That's the it's not the stage of, I want to be your dog. No, no. no. He doesn't want to be anyone's... Like, he has a dog. <laughs> He's written a song about him. <laughs> Could you imagine the Stooges rework? Yeah. Now I've got... Just a like, dog! dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, Nathan, when's your birthday? Is oh, it coming up? You're going to get me a dog. <laughs> I'm not getting you a dog, but I am going to get you a book of poetry that the lead singer released. <gasps> oh! Actually, maybe, maybe it isn't perhaps... Is today your birthday? <laughs> I wish. I wish. Can we get on Amazon right this? now? What, you, what day is this again? What, what's the date today? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> is it, I'm not yeah. kidding. He okay. actually like in I think in like 2000 that would, that would be a weird thing for a kid about. Yeah. He, the lead singer of this band released a book of poetry. I'm pretty years sure. after writing Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> See, I I would worry though that there are not many poems about dogs. I mean, that would be a problem. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. But uh, after I um, finished listening to the song, I basically decided I didn't want to discover anything more about it. I just looked up other dogs in 93. Funny you should say that, because there's actually a dog called Zangia. Zangia! Zangia Tell is, us about Zangia. Well, he's a Labrador. He's, he was a detection dog, and he was actually um, involved in the Mumbai bombings of 1993. He discovered many explosives and weapons. Fucking so, hell! Zangia... Prevented many hundreds of deaths. Here he is a dog that I want to hear about. This yeah. is a good dog. Oh, like, that is thank you. Don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, follow me home, thank you. Don't no, follow me home, thank you. <laughs> it's cold outside. He, he was given a state funeral. Wow. When he died. In, in, sometime later, like 2005 or something. That's yeah. the coolest shit I've ever had. Yeah, Zangia. You can look that up. It's uh, Z A N J E R. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's certainly the best dog featured in this episode. Oh, for sure. Many great dogs. No. So many great dogs, so little time. It really is a dog eat dog world out there. But but also, just before before we leave it, the song is just about the dog. That's true. It's just about. The dog. The dog. Number 31 in the 1993 Hottest 100. This is U2 from the album Zerupa with the song Numb. Numb. Don't move, don't talk, out of time, don't think, don't worry, everything's just fine. Just 
from the albums of Rubber in the 1993 Hottest 100 with the song Numb. Uh, let's throw this one to Mac. Uh, now, do you function as a machine that hates U2? I do. Let me first and foremost make my hatred of U2 known. <laughs> I do not have time for them at all. And it's not just Bonham as a human. It's the fucking band. They write music that is just not for me. It's so safe, pissy, middle of the road already set in a nostalgic mindset crap and I know that they've gotten worse as they've gone on I'm not saying they were always had a dismantling atomic bomb I, I, I <laughs> but they were at one point they were enough. I understand they were Joshua 3 at some point but even yeah I, this but what a fall yeah but even so something about this song the reason that it, it's so not YouTube-y I think it's better than most YouTube songs <laughs> I think this is a, this is like there's very little Bono. There's a weird, crappy, pop industrial ministry knockoff vibe kicking on through it. And that, that reason why it's better than most U2 songs. I guarantee if I was to rate my U2 songs, this would be in the top half. And it's so crap. I do, yeah. yeah. If I had to make a best of U2, the five track EP, this would be on there, I reckon. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's no... There's no pretentiously soaring vocals aspiring to something that is beyond the confines of a three and a half minute pop ditty which is so often U2's raison d'etre this is no it's just the edge sitting it's in a room being really deeply deep meaningful being... by doing monotone yeah it's, it's so crap and it's still better than most U2 songs <laughs> <laughs> alright Nathan's losing his mind wow. so let's talk to Adam um to me like it's not even about the, the U2 and I think you've, you've nailed them on the head it's all about Brian fucking Eno getting on board on this one. At least, at least and now. The, and, the produ- um, and the producers on it. If like, anyone ever asked me what my least favourite Brian Eno is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, I have this yeah. one. <laughs> but I think Eno's work on it is actually kind of cool. Like, you know, like he didn't have much to work with and he put in some, you know, sounds of crowd cheering and <laughs> the sound of tape being rewound or whatever. Like, I think he may have been having fun. Just, you know, just being like, oh, I'll see what I can do. And that's what Maybe he did. He was taking the piss. Yeah. I don't know, like, it's... I don't know what to say. Uh, NME voted this is one of the worst clips of all time. Yeah, um, I can see why. It is outstandingly bad. Yeah. yeah. It's been parodied many, many times over, apparently. It has, um, yeah. I, yeah. I wasn't interested enough to look at it. No, <laughs> that's it, yeah. Yep. 
I think it's... Well, I mean, it's, you know, good on YouTube for trying something different. Apparently, uh, The Edge came up with the lyrics really quickly. Yeah, he Shocker. That's bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> he just went in and did them, and yeah. they ended up having to cut verses because there were too many. Yeah, there was way too many. Really? Verses. He wrote yeah. too many lyrics. Whoa. This is, so, do we say it's like um, when... I think when Kale wanted to cover Colin's Hallelujah, he... Uh, wrote him every verse and every um, variation of verses that he'd recorded um, and done live because he's got many verses mm. he up on the fly live mm. and he gave them all to Kyle and said I, I've, I've respected your work for many years please take your pick I'll be honored for you to cover my song and he was very excited about that and then Kyle had the pleasure of picking which Common verses to include in his cover. In this case, they had the pleasure yeah. of picking which <laughs> edge verse. Please, please yeah. tell me that yeah. he picked all of them, because that would be the best. Yeah, well, oh. well, there's way more than the reality, so there's only just three or four verses that he picks, but yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'd just love a 14 verse version yeah. by John Cale. Holy that'd be sh- incredible. That'd be next level. Yeah. Looks like I'm the only one here who uh, actually has any degree of affinity for this band. And I'm okay with that. Like 80s 80s U2 I'm okay with. I'm down down on that. (laughs) No, like Joshua Tree and whatever, like With or Without You, um, you know, New Year's Day I think is a jam. Yeah, me too. They've got some good hits from the early stages of their career, but I think they jump the shark. That's they, fair enough. No, I get that. Some of their like, um, all that you can't leave behind. I think there's some really nice songs on there. Yeah, um, in a little while like... is a beautiful song. I like that one. I think you two have produced songs that are much better than the band you two, obviously. And like, it's fairly low hanging fruit to rag on you two and Bono particularly. Yeah, um, we're not. We're not but... particularly high. But... Yeah, yeah you got they, it. They're right low hanging fruit. But this song, I, this song is just not even a thing. Like, <laughs> like what, what, why was this a single? And why was it a single, man? Like, Who voted for this fucking thing as well? You right? fans, like, yeah, obviously, right. just people like, oh, you two have some new stuff out this year. I'm gonna vote for this U two song because I like U two. Ten countdowns later, U two would also get voted into the Hot 100 despite not actually getting played on Triple J that year. Uh, the weakest move, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, it, that one of the most bizarre moments in the history of the Hot 100 for me was when U two came in the Hot 100 of 2004. It's just like, no, Triple J <laughs> have not played U two for for years, like. This, which which this, song was it? It was Vertigo. Ah. Yeah. No. That got in the hottest 100? Yeah, At number yeah, 30? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> not too far off. Not too far. So I'm not, I'm not holding an iPod right now. <laughs> 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 but look, um, I, I, I come to you two fully aware of how despised they are, how easy a target they are, how obvious some of their songs can be, but I just fucking love them. I always have. I think their first five albums are near faultless. I think War is one of the best albums of the 80s. I've just always loved this band. And I have even seen them live and I had a fucking amazing time. Jay-Z opened. It was fucking sick. Uh, That's so weird. with With that said, this is easily their worst song. And one of the <laughs> biggest pieces of shit that has ever entered the hottest 100. I'm like, agreeing on that part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we can all yeah. agree. Like, despite our crap. despite our varying opinions on you too, we can all agree that this song is just a shitstorm. Yeah. Like, it was just this jarring, bizarre experiment to try and leap into the avant garde, and then they just fell down face first in a puddle somewhere. That's essentially what I got out of this. I've always considered... I get what they were... Sorry. Sorry, no, no, no. No, you're right. I I get what they were going for, but, like, 
with the same with most of the songs on the Zeropa record is to say you've just done this so ham-fisted and you've just done this with all the subtlety of a swinging hammer you know it just really comes across like that and it just yeah it's an ugly ugly result I've always considered you two uh, compared to say more experimental bands of the 80s and and whatever as kind of like Coldplay compared to Radiohead I think you two take, take a lot of really interesting musical elements and then package them into something that is uh, incredibly accessible and kind of devoid of any experimentation or, or, you know, innovation in any way. But in the same way that Coldplay... People that like Coldplay think that they're really experimental yeah. and do all these really weird pop songs. It's like, no, Radiohead did them 10 years ago and they weren't experimental when they were doing yeah. it. It's just about packaging these ideas uh, into something that's very, very pop-friendly and incredibly palatable. And this feels like maybe it's that for kind of industrial yeah, stuff but I don't also know. there's something yeah I don't know but it like it just doesn't work yeah at, at all and I, I have a real problem with, with bands and I think the film clip is more guilty of this than the song on its own it sort of presents the band as numb to all of the you know the rigors of being a rock yeah. band and fame and all that it's like guys just like don't yeah. you don't need to pretend that being you two is hard yeah. or difficult. You make an obscene amount of money and do whatever you want. You just like let it go. And if it's not that, then it's certainly the idea of, you know, like man, the future, right? You know? <laughs> all this all this information, all these screens, right? Guys, it's hard. How do we how do we sort out the truth? Everything's so bright. So many pixels, so little time. That's kind of, I get so that. This was 1993. Imagine the fucking heart attack they're having now looking at their iPad. Yeah. Oh my God, it's an iPad. What am I going to do with this thing? Oh my well, God. Probably, I'll probably use your brand. It probably still get their do you remember the YouTube phones, the YouTube iPods that were released? Oh yeah, and they were they were and they had they, the whole discography, they had the whole discography yeah. on there, and they charged you more for that. Well, yeah. <laughs> Instead of making the iPods cheaper for the, for the labor hours it would take you to remove that. To use iPods. Why would you buy it if you didn't want the U2 discography? That's right. Why would you buy it at all? Because <laughs> even if you took the U2 discography off it, it's still got U2 written yeah. all over the fucking thing. Yeah. Well, it's a punishment for people who buy the fucking thing. <laughs> Probably like after every six songs, it just has a personalized message from. Yeah, Bob. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what <awesome. laughs> We were trying to listen to another song. Spotify ads, song fades out. It's just what it fades out. I want to just like make some YouTube iPod songs, just like normal pop songs, but with the yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, yeah's haven't been sampled in That's the truth. Bruno hasn't been made to pay for this. None of this have been made to pay enough. <laughs> well, hello, hello. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Oh, you fucking kill me. You kill me, you really, really do. <sighs> that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. If anyone here thinks... That Shoop is not the best song, or that Numb is not the worst song, please speak now or forever hold your peace. 
I don't. I just I just want to point out again that Jesse is just about the dog. Yeah. dog! Uh, and 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 in any other episode, it would have been the worst. Song. Yeah. Thanks, you two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that that is that is the correct and only opinion to have here. Wonderful. We are on Facebook. We are on WordPress. So go to those places and type in hottest one zero zero s a n d one zero 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 s. And the rest is up to God. On behalf of Mr. Andrew McDonald. Goodbye, goodbye. On behalf of Mr. Adam Buncher. Cheers. And on behalf of Mr. Nathan Harrison. See ya. Just a dog. Just, it's, it's just <laughs> about a dog. Thank you. I thought you'd a lot more time. Fair enough. My name is David James Young. Keep music just about the dog. Spinderella, <laughs> cut it up on time! child should be made to do that. Dog should be raw and living. Hottest 100s and thousands is filmed in front of a live studio audience.